Hi, this is Shweta from the Florence School of Regulation, and I'm here with Aida Sitikova, who is the Director for Energy and Natural Resource at the EBRT Bank. And thank you for joining us, Aida. Thank you, Shweta. So uh, one of the first questions I have for you is, uh, what does it mean when, I, when you say energy transition in the region that EBRD is focusing on? And what are some of the key challenges in terms of energy transition that the region is facing? Um, this is really a fundamental question um, in the sense that uh, EBRD's energy strategy that is currently coming for a review and for creation new strategy is built around affordable, secure, reliable and sustainable energy. Um, to provide that, of course, we face a lot of um, issues in our countries of operations, which again stretch from the space of Eurasia to Caucasus, to Eastern Europe, Central Europe, North Africa. There is a common theme amongst many of our countries, which is the relates to the energy transition that you asked. Some of them are very fossil fuel endowed, and they find it harder to switch to renewables, but still, we see some of them are finding the political will and readiness to go for it, even having um, abundant fossil fuels like coal, lignite coal, or oil and gas. They're still developing their frameworks. So when we talk about energy transition, we really want to see this um, change from coal to probably gas as a transition fuel, legitimate transition fuel, and then to renewables. Of course, all within the constraints of the geographic uh, landscape we're operating. Uh, case in point is Kazakhstan. The country is, apart from the oil and gas sector, has vast resources of cheap coal, lignite, open pit lignite, extremely damaging for the environment, extremely carbon intensive, but cheap and sort of socially relevant in terms of job employment and heat provision. Mm -hmm. It can get as cold as minus 40 in some places in Kazakhstan. So the country needs, um, needs uh, sustainable heat. But what we see is that the government realizes that they have to do something about both local pollutants and carbon emissions. And the country subscribed to Paris Agreement. We supported Kazakhstan in developing their nationally determined targets and commitments, and we see progress. And it's not just the, we see it, we are an active participant in what we call policy dialogue, i.e. working with the government on developing the renewable framework, mm -hmm. but also financing, doing actual investments. EBRD is the first, and up until now, the only um, international finance institutions that has been investing and financing renewable projects in Kazakhstan. So in this region, what are the key challenges in terms of procuring finance? Uh, a lot. I have to say there are a lot of challenges. Um, it comes, first of all, in the face of, uh, as I mentioned, very um, strong legacy of fossil fuel, um, of sometimes poor infrastructure that can actually support the intermittent um, nature of renewables. Um, in some countries, but to a less extent, there's affordability issues, education of population and switch to cleaner source of energy is always um, a big area for work. In terms of providing financing, we see uh, absent local 
capital markets for long-term financing. This is what's needed for long-term PPAs, for long-term assets. We need long-term loans. And this is absent. Some countries adopted local currency tariffs, hidden tariffs, which means that they have to get, we, the, the sponsors, the developers have to get local currency financing for long term, which is almost non-existent. And this is where we are trying to come and involve others to crowd in commercial funding where it's possible. In some places, it's still not possible. Uh, but we are trying to bring in that long-term local currency funding where it's needed, but also expertise and lessons learned from other countries. <clears throat> For example, we see that the auctions scheme is actively replacing the feed-in tariffs um, arrangements in many of, 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 my, of the countries in my region. And um, that is good because we see auction as a more price-reflective mechanism, the better price signals. Kazakhstan, case in point, they just announced one gigawatt to be auctioned this year, switching from feed-in tariffs. So um, yes, financing will be there as long as the government can provide um, a set of investment incentives for developers to come and bid under those auctions. And in terms of projects that are taking off in these regions, uh, are they more renewable energy based or is there more infrastructure uh, development that's uh, being done? Could you throw some light on that? Yeah. Of course. Um, since 2013, under our energy strategy, we, we did not finance any coal-fired generation. So we, it's, it's really, really under, under our own policy, it's rare and exceptional circumstances. We haven't done a single project in coal. However, our focus is on renewables, and the second, and that's mainly solar and wind. Although we do rehabilitation of large hydros, small hydros, we do mini hydros, um, some biomass. Um, last year, EBRD financed 750 megawatt in Egypt, uh, Benban Solar Park. Um, so that was a big one. We again, as I said, we financed first 150 solar in Kazakhstan. We remain the only one. So that's the focus. We also look at, um, of course, as you mentioned, infrastructure. And it ranges, it really ranges from big transmission lines rehabilitation mm -hmm. to smaller distribution lines. We just signed a loan in Kazakhstan for 31 million euro with the Western Regional Electricity Distribution Network to help them to adapt to renewable projects. There are five of them coming, so they need to strengthen the, the network as an uptake. So that's that's the, the key two key areas. I think that's uh, very uh, reassuring, and uh, if the finance is there, I think most of the wonderful projects uh, will take off. It's a cyclic process. Uh, but moving towards you, uh, your profile, you have been in the oil industry, then renewable energy, you've been designing tariffs, you've been working on gender issues. Uh, as you call it, it's multivectorial. <laughs> uh, how did you manage to do all this in like one um, lifetime? <laughs> yes, thank you very much for, for this very interesting question. I sometimes ask myself. Um, the nature of my team um, is actually uh, encompasses both uh, electricity, power utilities, and natural resources, oil and gas, because, I mean, we, we do less of oil, but gas is an important transition fuel, and we see it holistically in the context of our whole energy space. So gas is a feedstock to clean energy, less carbon-intensive energy than coal, for example, and we want to endorse that. The next step is renewables, the networks. So it is indeed very well um, 
sort of it's coherent in, in, in my mind and within my team. Last year we financed the 500 million to, for the gas pipeline, taking gas from Azerbaijan to Europe, for example, ton up. So this is, I mean, it's really with the hope that at the end of the pipeline there will be gas-fired generation, it will replace coal, there will be support for renewables. And uh, this is this is the this holistic approach that we're taking. And of course, uh, inclusion and gender, enormously important. Um, the bank adopted strategy, uh, a four-year strategy, 2000, five years, actually, 2016, 2020, uh, on gender. So we take things very seriously there. And it's really uh, gender in the sector of how women are employed, what rights they have, what is the gender balance. Um, there will be discussions on access to energy, there will be discussions on empowering women, on women and regulation, etc. There's a big discussion going in the UK on the gender salary gap, uh, etc. In places like, in my countries, we have uh, lists of jobs that are still not allowed to women by law. So Kazakhstan, 287 jobs, there's a list that are not allowed for women, but they, women can't work on those based on health and safety grounds. I mean, these jobs, some of them are uh, highly technical and highly paid. So by excluding women from this um, labor force, economy suffers. And uh, the bank is doing a lot in terms of promoting this gender balance. We've been working with the governments to try to reduce the list. So hopefully we'll get 100 jobs off that list, so back into the female labor force. But this is just one example. Last year we approved $1 billion, um, what we call integrated approach to inclusion, which is a separate big theme, and gender in power and energy utilities and natural resources sector, including mining. So this is again um, working with, with the policymakers, but also through our projects with clients, making them creating uh, training programs, engaging the addressing the gender balance through HR policies. This type of thing is really, really... so, And that's close to my heart, um, not just because I'm a woman, but I think certainly in this uh, economic rationale for having women in the labor force and taking full advantage of that. I think it's a very strong point you made of bringing women back into the workforce and uh, I wish you success in bringing, uh, taking off those from the list that's prohibiting them. On that note, is there a particular woman that inspires you from across the world, be it in the energy sector or elsewhere? It's, it's I mean, there are so many inspiring women that I see in the banking sector, in politics, in our countries of operations, in Europe and in the States. It's really, it's a, it's a challenge to put a name. Um, I'm influenced by the, by the fact that we have politicians, we have prime ministers, we hopefully will have a president at some point. <laughs> um, we, I'm really inspired by the fact that there are a lot of female regulators, senior ranking officials here at this event. I mean, they are all inspiring. You don't have to be a legendary hero to inspire. Just little things that you achieve and you bring other women with you. I think this is worth. My boss, your compatriot, is a woman, very strong, vivacious Indian, um, Nandita Parshat, 
who's uh, covering the whole energy and natural resources sector for the bank across all geographies. So she's, she's quite an inspiration, for example. Thank you. I hope I get to meet her someday. On that note, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. And uh, thank you very much, Veda. Thank you.